church and the outpouring of Holy Spirit. Christmas was God in us. Easter was God for us. But Pentecost is God in us. Can I declare once again, Christmas was God with us. Easter is God for us. But Pentecost, God is in us. So today I want to declare when the outpouring of Holy Spirit happens in our generation, the presence of God is not just around you, but it is in you. Each one of us must understand we as the living temple of the Almighty God, the carriers of the Almighty God, the carriers of His presence, my declare, I am declaring today in Jesus' name that we are carrying His presence is in us today. That's, that's Pentecost. That's Pentecost. That is about Pentecost. Hallelujah. Are you with me, church? That is Pentecost. That on Christmas we declare, God, you're with us, Emmanuel. And on Easter, we declare, God, you are for us because you were sacrificed on the cross. You gave your life for us. But good news on Pentecost, it is God in us. The Redeemer of our life. The Redeemer of our soul. The one who has purchased us. He declares, I am in you. So today on this Pentecost Sunday, remember the outpouring that has happened 2,000 years ago when the disciples, when the followers of Jesus gathered together in the upper room. They waited patiently on the 50th day, which was the Pentecost. Holy Spirit came down into their household. Today I want to declare there are five symbols of Holy Spirit that we see in through the Bible. Five symbols of Holy Spirit. Number one, wind. Number two, water. Number three, fire. Number four, oil. And number five, dove. We need the Holy Spirit to be purified, to be refreshed, to be healed, and to experience His peace. If you need any of those today, let me declare, if you need any of those today, ask the Lord, come into my life. Fill me once again. Fill me once again. Are you with me, church? Today as we gather around, let's ask the Lord once again, Lord, fill me once again. Fill my family. Fill my son. Fill my daughter. And if you are filled in the Holy Ghost, you are not a powerless Christian. You are powerful than anybody else. Today as we gather, as we watch, as we spend time, Ask the Lord, Lord, more than ever before, more than ever before, I am needing you, O oh Lord, in my time and generation and season across all platforms, no matter where you are with us. Let me declare, there is nobody like Jesus. There is nobody like Jesus. Just today's week four, week four of us diving into a series called Available. Week four. In each of these weeks, my intention and idea of the sermon series was for y'all to understand and for us to gather together and realize that God needs our availability, not our abilities. You might say, I am weak, I can't do it. That's all right. You may not have all the resources for you to do everything. But today, all God is asking us is, baby, are you available for me? Son, daughter, are you available for me? If you are available, I will give you the abilities that you don't have. My anointing is more than enough in your life to watch and to move forward. And today I declare, no matter where you are in this life journey, God is in us, the sign of Pentecost. A lot of us talk about that we are Pentecostals. Zion as a church, we come under the denomination of Assembly of God, which is a Pentecostal denomination. We believe in the vibrancy and the power of Pentecost. Because we believe as a child of God, as a Christian, it is the power that we receive and not just something that we observe in the book of Acts, but also it is an experience that each of the born again Christians must go through. You want to be a powerful Christian? There are no three or four points that I want to give you. I just have one thing. Be filled in the Holy Ghost. I don't have five points to share that how can you be a successful Christian? I just have one and one and one. It is be filled in Holy Ghost. Be filled with Holy Ghost. And today, 
part four of our sermon series i want to talk to you about not ashamed that's what my title is today not ashamed listen to this church i am not ashamed i am not ashamed i am available and because i am of making myself available i want to declare that i am not ashamed i am not ashamed and on the chat right now or here in this building i want everybody to understand this morning that i am not ashamed of the calling place in my life and a lot of times and seasons let me let me before i dive jump into a message for today let me pause here for a moment and acknowledge what a nation is going through what a nation is going through and overnight we've been seeing you know there's so much curfew happening in places riots happening in different places why because people are expressing their views on the situation that is going on and normally what the church does is sleep complacent not respond to the situation and sometimes in our community be like oh it doesn't matter it's not us it's them can i tell you when did the church started becoming so afraid of addressing an issue going on in the nation it is the church that has to stand up for every atrocity happening in the world it is the church that has to stand up against every sort of discrimination happening it is the church it is the church this morning anisha sent me something that she was reading and i loved it and i wrote it down so that i can i can read it to you guys anisha read this uh, in our morning devotion and this is how she she read this from another quote another it's it's the famous azusa street revival quote that says the color lines were washed away in the blood of jesus christ the color lines was washed away in the precious blood of jesus christ why are we discriminating people on basis of color and 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 in caste and race it is the precious blood of jesus understand his blood is precious for everybody no matter how they look no matter how they dress up no matter what background they come from but we as an as a church predominantly with a lot of brown people in this building we also recognize we have some black folks in our church and and we want to respect you if you're part of the stream right now i know how you're going through i know how you're feeling and maybe i cannot understand the fullest of your emotional status right now but brother sister we want to stand with you my leadership stands with you our church stands with you we back you out in this situation we are brothers together we are sisters together we are one family in jesus christ might be from whatever background but we are one family in Jesus Christ before i dive into my message last week something amazing happened there's a lot of hispanic people in our building for construction that is happening here and while they were here i saw one of the child one of the child here you know he started young boy like maybe around josiah's age for maybe 5 or 6 young boy and he started playing a christian music on his phone and what i saw him do was he came down to this altar knelt down put his phone down and he started worshiping our hispanic boy in this church and i'm like god this is amazing this is wonderful these people are here for construction work and they were here and i saw a young boy probably 5 6 years old took his phone was playing a random worship song and in in it was in in spanish and then he put it on the stage knelt down across the altar and he started praying i'm like my heart broke at that moment i'm like god thank you that this is a house that represents nations this is a house that represents tongues of different kinds and i declare that we as a church should always understand if you keep divided yourself within your own group you will never make it to heaven i had to be very blunt on that but today as i go forward into our sermon i am not ashamed i am not ashamed i have seen a lot of christians in our walk in our ways in our lifestyle and most of the places where they are very ashamed of taking the the gospel they're very ashamed of proclaiming Jesus Christ they're very ashamed of proclaiming that they are a child of the living god maybe because you have double standards maybe because you have a mask on here and a mask out there 
Maybe because you don't want to declare it everywhere because you are afraid that I may lose my friends. I was reading a blog yesterday. Somebody sent it to me. It was from a from a, 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 a young girl around the age of 17 and I forgot her name. There's a movie based out of her, her life story. She was around 17 years old. She was a new follower of Jesus Christ and everybody ostracized her. Everybody kicked her out. Everybody of her friends that she used to hang around with, they all said negative. They didn't want to be her friends anymore. And during this time and season when nobody wanted to be with her, she declared one thing, even if I lose my friends, I don't want to lose Jesus. Are you with me? The power of Pentecost. It's not about one day. It's not about one experience, one moment. But it is about how this young girl of 17 years decided that even if I lose all my friends, I don't want to lose Jesus. How many of you today under my voice would say, God, take the whole world away, but I want my Jesus. Take everything out of my life, but I want my Jesus. Is that a call? Is that a cry today? Is that I cried, Lord, no matter what changes in my life, but I want to be known as a child and a lover of Jesus Christ. This young girl of 17 years old, one day somebody kept a gun on our, on our forehead and said, you know what, if you denounce Christ as your Savior, we will be with you. They shot her. They shot her. She died. But later, later, when somebody was reading her biography or the diaries that she was writing all these years, they understood this girl was a lover of Jesus Christ. At the last minute, she did not say, I hate Jesus so that I could be with my people. Can I tell you, lose the people around you, but do not lose Jesus. Lose no matter what it is, but do not lose the presence of God Almighty. Because if you lose the presence of Abba Father, you will find yourself in the midst of pigs. That's why you see in the prodigal son's story. He ran away from the father's house. Where do you find him? When you run away from the father's house, when you run away from the presence of the almighty God, you find yourself in miry clay. Let me go real quick into the entire aspect here. Today I want to declare, I am not ashamed. In the end, Christu, Jeevikinu, Christu, and the Rakshidava on the village of Lajaila. I am not ashamed that Jesus and Jesus alone is the king of my life. Now, this is how, this is how the story goes. You know, Paul was like this. What did he say in Romans chapter 1 verse 16? He said, I am not ashamed. In Romans chapter 1 verse 16, Paul says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, which is the good news of Christ. For it is God's power working unto us for salvation, for deliverance from central eternal death to everyone who believes with a personal trust and a confident surrender and firm reliance to the Jew first and also to the Greek. He addresses, he addresses and he lets everybody know, hey, you know what? I am not ashamed of the gospel. When he starts writing that, that portion, he talks to us about, or we, we, we read through that portion, we understand. He talks to us about that. I want to see you, my fellow Roman brothers and sisters. My heart is pounding to go back to Rome and to be with my church, to see my church. And he's, he's saying that I want to come and minister there because I believe there's going to be a great harvest. What is Pentecost? What is Pentecost? Pentecost is the 50th day after the feast of the first fruits celebration. In fact, Pentecost itself is the feast. And another disclaimer just want to give there. Bible is a lot of about celebration. Sometimes Pentecostals do not celebrate anything. You go to a wedding, they're all gloomy and upset. I'm like, what on earth are you doing here? If you don't want to be in a wedding with a celebrity smiley face, please be at home. Why do you have to ruin the people who are taking pictures? Are you with me? There's celebration in through the God's work that you see. And then Pentecost was the feast of celebration where people came together after, after, after 50 days of the first fruits celebration. Bible talks to us about Jesus became the first fruit for the sacrifice among all of us. 
Because he became the first fruit of the sacrifice. The first one to inherit. The first one to take back the authority. All of us today can enjoy, celebrate Pentecost. Because he had promised I may leave. But there is somebody that is coming for you guys. There is somebody who is coming and he will strengthen you. There is somebody who is coming and he will empower you. There is somebody who is coming and he will be on your side. When you are lonely, when you are afraid, when you have suicidal thoughts, when you think you are neglected, there is nobody around you. Can I tell you, Holy Spirit is around you. Invite him to your life. Today I'm declaring and anybody watching me, no matter what denominational background, what religious affiliation you have, I just want to declare, burn the religious ashes today and declare, Jesus, you are the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Are you with me, church? We need Holy Spirit in our days to make decisions. We need Holy Spirit in our life to be empowered. We need Holy Spirit in our life to say no to what is no and yes to what is yes. We need Holy Spirit in our life where he can direct us. We need Holy Spirit in our life. And I believe everybody, everybody, as Brother Bible says, everybody who accepts Christ as a personal Savior is filled with Holy Spirit. Because you cannot say Jesus is Lord without the work of Holy Spirit. But a lot of us, that is just, you have to understand, that is just the Spirit of God in your life that you have accepted. It is just the, the work of Spirit for your salvation. And you are limiting the work of God just there. Are you with me? Are you with me? There are people who enjoy the presence of God Almighty. There are people who have enjoyed the touch of Holy Spirit in their life. When they grow in that relationship, you enjoy the sweet communion of the presence of the Almighty God. I want to share a small story here. I was a young boy and I, I remember when I was around 12 years old is when I, I was uh, water baptized. And soon around that time, an auntie came to our house and she said, Mone, you, you are baptized and why don't you be filled with the Holy Spirit? And she said, I invite you to come to my house. And I went to her house because she was a strict auntie. And she said, Mona, you need to sit in that corner and keep singing songs and then the Holy Spirit will come into you. And can I tell you in that moment, I was afraid of her than anything else at that moment. I don't think that's how you get Holy Spirit. I don't think just because somebody lays hands or touches your tongue or asks you to say some uh, gibberish, uh, that's how you're going to uh, uh, speak in tongues. It is the inner desire of a Christian as a child of God. Lord, I need you. You may have to pay a price for getting this anointing. What are you willing to pay? Maybe your time? Maybe your friendships? Maybe canceling out some of the social media? So that you will be found in the presence of God Almighty. Bible says if my children desire for it, I will give it to them. There's a lot of Pentecostals who don't have an experience of Pentecost. Are you not ashamed to call yourself a Pentecostal believer, a child of God, if you don't have an experience of that? Ask the Lord. Lord, yes, I can do it again. One of the things that you have to understand about Pentecost on the 50th day is what I understand through the scripture portions here is that God was developing these people patience to wait for the presence of God Almighty. Patience to wait for the word of the Lord Almighty. Patience to wait for somebody who is coming. Jesus said, I am going, but my spirit, my Holy Spirit, God will send it and he will be with you. All you have to do is go to Jerusalem and wait. Wait. Jesus did not say, hey, you know what? You got just will have to wait for 50 days and after 50th day, Holy Spirit will come into your room. It would have been so easy. It will be so easy if we have a countdown for everything. But sometimes in life, God just promises you. There is no countdown. All God wants to do you from the time you hear the promise and the, till the time it is accomplishing in your life, He is developing patience for you to handle the gift that God wants to give it to you. Are you with me, church? He's giving you patience today. He's asking you, are you patient enough? Are you patient enough? Are you patient enough for waiting in the presence of God Almighty. He can touch you once again. 
you will experience his touch in your life. Can I tell you, it's many years ago, I was in my, I was fasting in prayer in my home church and I was, I was upstairs in our church building, spending some intention, nobody around me, spending some intentional time with God Almighty and I felt a touch of heaven on my shoulder. I felt a literal touch of heaven on my shoulder. You may try to argue with me or oh, it's not possible, science says that. I don't care what your science says. I know what my experience is. Pentecost is about the spiritual experience that a child of God has. My life changed when I had that encounter in my life. I felt a solid tap on my shoulder and I heard an audible voice. I am with you. I am with you. So no matter what happens in my life, no matter what changes, I know one thing that he is with us and I declare that if you're watching me, I want to encourage you young people. I want to encourage you young families. I want to encourage you every single member that is watching us that today God is giving us this promise that not just like what happened 2000 years ago, not just what happened, a revival that happened in Azusa 100 years ago. Today, this season, there will be a new revival in your life, in your family, in your church, in your community, in your nation but are you waiting for me? Are you desiring it? A lot of people in today's circumstances are ashamed of speaking in tongues. They think it's weird. They think it's weird. They think, oh, okay, should I? What will others think about me? I should speak a language that, of course, I see all that scriptures in the Bible. Of course, I understand the truth of that. But people are ashamed of singing and celebrating God in the, in the, in the, in, in, in the gift of tongues. You, a lot of people are ashamed. Why are you ashamed? When you read through the book of Acts, when the Holy Spirit came into that building, what happened? Everybody started speaking in tongues. What happened after that? People who were watching them. People who were watching them started criticizing these people. Oh, what are these guys doing early in the morning? What is happening? What are they doing? Are they gone mad? Have they drunk too much wine? What is going on? What is happening with them? Are you with me, church? Even today, you know who are criticizing you? People who are watching. But the ones who have experienced the power of the Holy Ghost will declare on all platforms it does not matter what people say it does not matter what people around me would say what matters to me the most is that I am filled with the Holy Ghost I am filled with the Holy Ghost the power of the Holy Spirit helps you in your life in every situations. Last week, I helped our church understand that very young in my ministry when, you know, uh, I saw this happening in my church, a, a lady walked into our church and she was possessed with a lot of demon, evil spirits. And she walked in, our worship team surrounded and we started singing in songs, worshiping God. And also at that very moment, we started, started singing in, 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 in tongues. And as we started singing in tongues, the, the evil spirits started responding. And the evil spirits had asked them to stop. Stop it right now. We asked, what happened? I cannot sit here. I cannot be in this body any longer. Why? Because when you are singing in that tongues, it's like fiery dots hitting my body. An evil spirit understands the power of Christians coming together and worshiping God in tongues. Can I tell you, church, when you start experiencing in that, in your family, in your personal rooms, whenever you're in your personal prayer closets, whenever you get to experience, sing in tongues. Sing in tongues. Praise Him in tongues. If there anybody here who have not had the opportunity of, or you don't have the infilling of Holy Spirit to sing in the tongues, Ask the Lord and I am sure if you desire, He will fill you with it. He will fill you with it. You need the infilling of the Holy Spirit in your life. Are you with me, church? 
Let's move forward. As you look into this aspect, you see in, 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 in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 16, it says, I am not ashamed to suffer. I am not ashamed to suffer. I am not ashamed to suffer. 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 16 says, Yet if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on his behalf. The Spirit of Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, Holy Spirit will enable you, will give you the power to withstand sufferings in the world. Jesus never promised that you will not have sufferings. Jesus never promised that you will not go through what you are going through. Life happens. Situations change. Every hell comes loose on your life against you. Why? Because you are a child of God. But he will give you courage. How? Because of Holy Spirit. Yet if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. Let him not be ashamed. Are you going through some suffering just because you are a Christian? Are you going through sufferings in your life because you are a child of God? I have mentioned this at a church a couple of years ago that when I was uh, in, a, I, I share my ministry background and uh, what, what I have come through so that I can help some of you guys understand. We have a lot of privileges being in this nation, but from the land that I come from, we were persecuted, attacked. There's a mob once who came and they kept a knife around my neck because we were in a village to preach the gospel. Can I tell you, this is the word that helped me survive through those periods and moments in life. First Peter chapter 4 verse 16. Yet if any man suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed. I am not ashamed. Those people gathered together. They wanted to kill my entire team, my dad, my, my family. They destroyed a lot of our stuff and they slapped me there. And I walked out of that village. I walked out of that town, knelt down on my knees and declared, Lord, for your kingdom, I may have to go through sufferings, but I am not ashamed, O oh Lord. And I made a bold prayer. I made a bold prayer as a 16-year-old kid. How many 16-year-olds do we have? Do you have having, are you making some bold prayers in your life? I made a bold prayer as a 16 year old at that moment. And I said, God, we will come back to the same village and plant a church. One year later, the government just transferred one of our believers into the same village. One year later, that believer bought a house right just very close to the place where the incident happened. And we started our first outstation church in that village. Within a year, God can do it if you stand for him. I am not ashamed of the gospel. Today I'm asking us on all platforms, where are you ashamed? Why are you ashamed? People call you a Christian and don't want to be a friend. It's okay. It's about time to get them out of your contact list. When you stay for Jesus, you don't need the approval of people. You might go through sufferings in the world. It's totally fine. But ask the Spirit to strengthen you. His Spirit will strengthen you. His Spirit will strengthen you like nobody else. Sometimes people go through sufferings not just outside the church. People go through sufferings inside the church. And times and again, what people go through inside the church is more powerful and painful than outside. When your own brethren with whom you are worshipping sometimes will backstab you. Sometimes will play all the snake games with you. They will deceive you. They will walk, uh, uh, you know, uh, on you. Out of your life. Ask the Lord, Lord, I need, I need your spirit today. If you're a sad person, ask the Lord, I need your spirit today. I need your spirit today, oh Lord. That when I am going through sufferings, I need your spirit to strengthen me. I need your spirit to strengthen. Somebody needs that today. You need the presence of the almighty God to strengthen you. When you are weak, he is stronger. He strengthens you, my brother. Ask the Lord today. He's filling your house, your life, your family in the name of Jesus. You may go through sufferings. Is the word of Paul. You may go through sufferings as a Christian. Is the word of Peter. But do not be ashamed. Let him glorify God on this behalf. 
Let Christ be revealed through your life. Let Christ be reflected in your everyday conduct. Let Christ be reflected in your language. Let Christ be reflected in everything you say and you do. Choose to glorify God in every area of your life. Your heart is longing for something that the world cannot satisfy. How many of you been there? Your spirit is yearning for something that the world cannot fulfill. Temporary things cannot satisfy a spiritual void. Choose to seek God. Surrender to Him. Submit to His way of doing things. And He will quench your thirst. On the parched grounds, I will flow rivers of abundance. On thirsty grounds, I will make sure the rivers of joy will flow. Today, are you thirsty? Are you hungry? He's going to fill you. Everybody knows I have a lot of chicken in my backyard. I love the mini farmhouse that I have. It's a small place. But I love walking outside my house every morning. You know why? Because my chicken are waiting for me. My son Josiah, it is a trouble. It is really a pain for us to feed him. We, we have to literally take the food and run behind him. Mone, please eat something. And looks like he just survives with air. But with my chicken, I like to feed them more. You know why? The moment I step outside, I see all of them flock around me. They're like, I need more. I need more. And they make all that chicken sound. Y'all can understand. I need more. I need more. My ducks, my chicken and everything. They're around me. If I walk, if I take any step, they follow me. And I love it. I feel like I need to feed them and I don't forget to feed them. You know why? Because I know they desire more. They need more. They are hungry. And when they are hungry, I as a father, I as a caretaker, I love to take care. Are you hungry for his presence? Are you hungry and thirsty for his word? If you are, show it in your expressions. I don't understand when Christians come to church or I would say Pentecostals, when you go to church, don't just fold your hands and sit there. Worship Him, clap hands, rejoice, shout, walk around, dance. Number two, I am not ashamed to worship. I've seen a lot of people. I've been to a lot of conferences. Spent time with a lot of kind of different kinds of people. You know what the greatest joy I had in my life? The greatest joy I had in my life, and I will never moment, forget this moment in my life, is that I was ministering in a place in Madhya Pradesh with my team. A remote tribal area. Our lodging was around 75 kilometers out of that tribal area. And I wish to take my, some of my church people there. 75 kilometers into the jungle, tribal areas, our people told us, you know what, you should, when you travel through this area, they took us in the bike, you should not turn on your lights because there are the, 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 the Maoists and all those people who may come, the Naxalites and all these people may attack you. You have to turn off your headlights on the bike and you have to go four of us on bikes. We were just going through and we saw a lot of stuff. But when I reached that remotest village, no lights, no podium, no period water, nothing looking good. I literally had to stand preaching under the moonlight, but I could see around 1,500 people. 1,500 people gathering together. They're all laborers. You know what time the meeting starts? It starts at 11 o'clock at night. You know why? Because from morning 7 till almost 8 o'clock, they're all working, daily wage laborers. The hunger and thirst that they have, we stood to preach there. We stood to preach there. Some places, and I would just be open while I share this. Some places, you know, you can easily, Danny, some places you can easily lead worship. It's in the first gear. A lot of people who are with me in ministry would understand. Some people, it is a struggle. Oh, first gear. There are a lot of people who are 
There are a lot of statues, there are a lot of idols in that group. Some places you just stand to minister, people are so hungry to receive it. And what happens? Everything that I have prepared, more than that, I'm receiving and I'm delivering. Can I tell you, around 1,500 people thirsty for God. No lights, no building, nothing. Under some trees. I am literally, one of the things that I'm scared of is snakes. I'm literally scared. I was literally scared when I was standing there. I'm like, brothers, please watch everything but for the snakes. You know, watch, watch, watch the surrounding completely. Literally. I'll be very honest, you know. Can I be honest? <laughs> I'm thankful. I'm thankful that in the midst of that, 1,500 people, I could see hunger and thirsty. There were miracles, signs exploding. People started speaking in tongues. Evil spirits started leaving. Demons started trembling and falling away. Why is it happening? Does it happen only in India? It can happen here in Dallas. Here in our midst. Why doesn't it happen? We are not hungry. We are not thirsty. Show it. If you're hungry, you will show it. When my son is hungry, he will definitely let everybody know. And especially when it is 2.30 in the morning, early morning, 2.30, that's when this boy is hungry. Oh my God, have patience, Lord. Give me some patience. 2.30 in the morning that I am hungry. And I, I have to wake up. Poor Anisha, she's pregnant. So it's fathers, fathers, you know, I, I support me, come on. But when you are hungry, show it to God. Lord, I am hungry. I am thirsty. How do you show yourself when you are hungry? What all, what all drama you do in your house, in your house, when you are hungry, you go out, you walk inside, you say, Mom, I'm hungry. I am hungry. In the, in the Indian household, in the Malayali household, you can make all that excuse and say, Mama, I am hungry. Even those poor things, she is tired after all that work she's been doing, she will make you something. But in certain homes, they'll say, fix your own meal. But every mom's heart will melt. Every mom's heart, every father's heart will melt when they see their children thirsty and hungry. Do you have that desire? Are you thirsty for your spirit? We have filled our life with all the junks. Sometimes, some of us are living only in drive through food. Breakthrough does not happen in drive through We are filling ourselves with McDonald's and that and this and all the drive through food, which is all good. I'm thankful for them and their service during this time. But hey, I cannot survive only with McDonald's. I need something stronger. I need something that sustains me. I need something that gives me the right amount of proteins. I need something greater than that. I am thirsty, Lord. I am hungry, Lord. For too long, we've been on the drive-thru. And especially because church is online. Let me just pull up some people. And especially because church is online, it is easy for us. It is easy. We are doing a drive-thru service right now. 15 minutes with Zion. Oh, Danny is leading worship. Pastor Justin is speaking. I just need 15 minutes with Zion Church. 20 minutes with some other group. You're just randomly scrolling and scrolling and stumbling upon everything. End of the day, you're not getting anything that you need. Pick a place. Stay there longer. Receive from God. Give in to God. Ask Him, Lord, fill me again. Are you with me, church? Do not get comfortable with this. With all my heart and our team is praying, Lord, this will end. We will come back because there is nothing greater than the body of Christ coming together and worshiping in our house. Show it in your expressions. How do you show in your expressions? How do you show in your expressions that you want to worship God? How do you show it? You lift your hands. Some people lift their hands only when the worship leader tells them, no, lift your hands to the bottom of your heart. And worship Him. Clap your hands. This is all scriptural. Do not be ashamed. Some people are ashamed to do it. That you don't want to clap your hands because of what your neighbor would say. What your neighbor would say. Some people are just coming to church. They all tie. 
just want to get a little uncomfortable. They just want to be suited up with their ties. You can't even sing and worship God. Just relax. Just relax. Whatever God has given you, it is his blessing. Just relax. David said, you know what? Your father did not give me the blessings that I have. It is my father, my father in heaven who has provided this. I will worship him no matter what. Show that through your expressions. Some people would kneel down. Some people when they are worshiping, they will start tearing up. They start crying. Why? Because that's your expression. You're worshiping him with your emotions. You're letting the world know there is nothing else that matters in my life. And I am not ashamed to worship him. How many worshipers do I have today? I am not ashamed to worship him. I am not ashamed to worship him. Because he has saved me. When you look at the cross, my friend, when you look at the cross, you understand the saving grace of heaven. When you look at the cross, you understand something that the world has not given. When you look at the cross, you understand world could not offer that peace. World could not offer that grace. World could not offer that blessing. But the cross has. And the cross has. Today I want to declare to every single one of you guys. The cross has given us victory in every platform. I am not ashamed to worship. Psalm 63 verse 3. Because of your loving kindness is better than life. My lips will praise you. So I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands in your name. I will bless you and I will worship you. I will bless you and I will worship you. Luke chapter 9 verse 26 is something that I want to mention here. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words of him shall the son of man be ashamed. Have you walked into a room when you knew that your parents were ashamed because you did something? Have you had that experience? I don't think so. Because parents, I don't think they'll be ashamed of you because they are your parents. But listen to this, listen to this. For whosoever, Luke chapter 9 verse 26. For whosoever shall be ashamed of me and my words. Ashamed of you. If you are ashamed of Jesus and the words of Jesus, listen to this. Then, then the son of man be ashamed when he shall come in his glory. What does it talk about? Our life will end here one day. We will be face to face with Jesus Christ. We'll be face to face with our, with our Redeemer. We'll be face to face in eternity. And on that day, Bible says He will be ashamed of us. Why? Because we were ashamed in our doings, in our living. We are ashamed of that. Number three, I want to talk to you about, listen to this. I am not ashamed to share the gospel. When I was reading for this, um, I had a different message that I wanted to preach today at our church. And I have prepared that all through last week. But guess, when we were standing here to, uh, uh, you know, we were ministering at our church yesterday night, the Lord gave me this word called, I am not ashamed. You need to speak about that. Not ashamed. Speak to my church about that. That on Pentecost, when a lot of them who have already experienced the Spirit of the Lord, they're ashamed of me today, declare it, that they will declare with their own mouth that they are not ashamed of me. And I had to change my entire sermon for today. And last night I was meditating. I was reading through some, some articles. And this is how it said. I, you know, I read yesterday. 90% of the Christians. It's very alarming statistics. Listen. 90% of the Christians have never led a person to Jesus. 90% of the Christians have never led a person to Jesus. 90% of them. Oh my God. It is alarming. 90% of them. There are a few people in our building today. I'm not going to ask anybody to raise your hands. Make you feel embarrassed or ashamed. I'm just going to ask a question here. Just going to ask a question here. Can I have my worship team behind me? Just going to ask a question here. How many people have you shared Jesus with? It's a, it's a blunt question. How many people, how many people you have shared Jesus with? 
with how many people you have shared your testimony all you have to do is share your testimony all you have to do is to share to them that Jesus is alive i was a sinner he has saved me i was an addict he has saved me from the clutches of the enemy he has saved me how many people how many people have you shared gospel to today i'm asking our church and everybody listening to me and under my voice 90% of the christians have never led a person to jesus that is a alarming statistics 90% of them and i'm like what god a church like ours with families from all over how many people have you intentionally we are busy with a lot of stuff i may ask you today whatever you are too much busy with and you're not able to give your time to god cut that out cut that out cut that out ask the lord lord give me boldness and courage today that i will share this gospel with my friends stand out you were never called to fit in you were always called to stand out tell the lord god lord i need the presence of yours i need the holy spirit of yours i share the story many times at our church a young girl who was just 7 to 8 years old sorry i'm i would take that back 11 years old when she was she was new to our church the law filled her she went back to her school system she went back to her place of education and she started witnessing jesus christ she started declaring it to everybody that jesus is the king of kings and lord of lords yetra vera nammal deiva sanidhil deivathilekku nedi eduthittunde ലോകത്തിൽ നേടുന്നത് എല്ലാം നഷ്ടപ്പെടും പക്ഷെ ഒരു ആത്മാവിനെ നീ നേടിക്കഴിഞ്ഞാൽ അത് സ്വർഗത്തിൽ during this pandemic i want your life to change there is this whatever we are going through during this time of lockdown i want this to change reach out to somebody tell them about jesus tell them about they will not hear unless you tell them for example right for example i want to say something to danny and lindsay i want to communicate something to danny and lindsay and it's in my heart i want to do it enikku avarode edanokke paranumundu but adu ende manasila it's in my heart right it's in my heart can they know if i don't danny whatever song you both are going to sing right what about song you're going to sing it's going to be powerful for the next couple of minutes and if i just had to keep that within my heart they will not hear what i wanted to say i had to open my mouth and say it that's when they hear it lot of us we are ashamed why are you ashamed church arise from your slumber i rise from your sleep arise from your complacency arise today i am not ashamed to share the gospel of Jesus Christ i am not ashamed not ashamed listen to this i love it matthew chapter 26 verse 69 matthew chapter 26 verse 69 talks about how peter was sitting out in the courtyard and a servant girl came to him him and said you also were with jesus of galilee but but peter but he denied it before them bible helps us to understand on three times peter denied jesus already knew he's going to do that peter denied jesus who came to him a young servant girl a young servant girl came to peter and asked him who is this peter just hours before he took the ear off a guy just hours before he took the ear of a guy just hours before he told jesus no matter what happens lord i will always be with you but for a moment in life just because a young girl came and asked him a question he got so scared and nervous for his own life what if they will also target me what if they will also attack me He was scared in that moment. Can I tell you Peter's life changed after that story forever. Why? Because in the book of Acts 
when they all gathered together in the upper room they all waited for the presence of the almighty god and they started declaring jesus we are waiting for your presence on the day of pentecost when the holy spirit descended upon everybody that were gathered they got courage and boldness to witness jesus christ guess what happened after that listen to me church in the book of acts chapter 2 when peter stood up to preach 3000 people were added to the church i am not ashamed of the gospel I am not ashamed of the gospel. 3000 people were here added to the church. Right after that public ministry Peter had to go to the jail. But he came back from the jail overnight 2000 more people were added to the new testament church that was just born 2 days ago. I tell you something church if you are somebody who allows the presence of God to invade your life your family your church your nation God can do things around overnight adhe samayam venda priyare samayam edutha 50 dosam samayam edutha shishyamare ond tayaraakkan vendiyirunnu patience padipikkan vendiyirunnu sabha potti thodaran thodangi porthaikkum വ്യാപരിക്കാൻ തുടങ്ങിയപ്പോഴത്തേക്കും ആൾക്കാർ കൂട്ടമായി വരാൻ തുടങ്ങിയപ്പോഴത്തേക്കും ഒരു രാത്രി കൊണ്ട് രണ്ടായിരം പേർക്കും I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. Everybody on your feet right now. I am not ashamed. I am not ashamed. For it's the power of God. For it's the power of God. I am not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel is the good news. I am not ashamed of the gospel. The gospel is the good news. I am going to declare the good news of God Almighty. same peter same peter same peter who was scared same peter who denounced same peter who denied for three times when he stood up to preach after the day of pentecost there was a great harvest you know what pentecost means pentecost means the feast of harvest the feast of harvest today i am declaring to the lord today i am declaring to the lord today i am declaring to the lord of the harvest Lord, send a harvest again. On Pentecost Sunday, every young leader, pastor listening to me today, I want to declare in the name of Jesus Christ, you are about to see a harvest in your life. You are about to see a harvest in your family. You are about to see a harvest in your ministry. You are about to see a harvest like never before. every eye closed looking to our savior's face i am not ashamed of the gospel i am not ashamed of the gospel i am not ashamed of the gospel